Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daily Roundup on this, a Friday, March 31st, 2023. I'm David Menzies, and my co-host, well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Folks, do you know today is National Transgender Day of Invisibility? I mean, visibility. I stumbled over the punchline because my friend is hoping for that day in which a scientist actually invents a serum for invisibility. She is the she-devil with a sword. She is the Khaleesi of Northern Alberta. She is Sheila Gunn-Reed. How you doing there, Sheila? You know, I do hope that serum for invisibility is invented very soon. Uh, I don't know if viewers at home can tell, but I have a black eye related to a, a freak face-washing accident that happened last night. Um, so yeah, I'd like to disappear, but apparently I have to do an hour of live TV today, but it is a very busy news day. And so I wouldn't have it any other way. It's also national. She's funny that way day hats off to the ladies who make us laugh out loud. Today's your special day. Um, but yeah, it is transgender day of visibility, um, for, I guess, probably the most visible community out there. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they're invisible whatsoever. And talk about being ungrateful. Isn't this also the trans day of vengeance? Uh, but I think that took place on Monday, at least in Nashville, when a crazed transgender individual killed six innocent people, including three children of nine years of age. And yet um, even uh, Sleepy Joe, the president of the U.S., he can't come and say that was a hate crime. I wonder if that was a a Muslim school, a Hindu school, a Sikh school, uh, he'd be all over the hate file. And uh, indeed, yesterday, Sleepy Joe said, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul. Sheila, what in blue hell is he talking about? Also, could we just read the room? Like six people were murdered yep. in a school. Six Christians were murdered in a school. Um, read the room a little bit. Imagine being the families of those people right now, listening to the news and the president and the press secretary saying that the real victims here are the transgender people, not the Christians who were just butchered in their school by a deranged gun woman yep. who um, has been told that everybody's out to kill her. No. No, nobody's out. No, literally nobody's out to kill any transgender people. They, everybody just wants to be left alone, I think, including the transgender people. But when you feed people a steady diet of victimhood, yep. and then you tell them that people are out there to perpetrate violence against you. So when people say transgender people are victims, I, I might agree. Um, but I'll save that for later because there's a reason I agree. We should tell everybody what we're doing before we get into that because yeah. that is a, a big topic of the show today. Okay. Um, what the press secretary had to say, what Joe Biden had to say. Um, it, it's just astounding. I just, my heart breaks for those families um, of of the six dead. And uh, yeah. I see that protesters were saying, no, there's there's seven victims here. No, there's six victims and a murderer. Um, but anyways, we should let everybody know what we're doing here today. So this is the Rebel News Daily Roundup. It's normally hosted by David Menzies, as he is here today. And sometimes he lets me come along for the wild ride for the hour plus that we talk about things. It's an unscripted way for us to deal with the news of the day and interact with our friends at home, our viewers, you. Um, you can watch us on several different platforms on uh, YouTube, Rumble, 
Odyssey, Twitter, and Getter. But if you want to support the work that we do completely willingly, because we'll never take a penny from Justin Trudeau, um, because how could we ever hold him to account if we did, um, might I suggest you abandon the censorship platform of YouTube and watch us on Rumble or Odyssey. They have the opportunity for you to leave a paid chat there. And um, on Odyssey, it's called a hyper chat. On Rumble, it's called a Rumble rant. And you can leave a question, comment, story, idea, whatever. Um, the floor is yours. Just pitch in a few bucks to keep the lights on. 100%. And there are so many important news items to get to. I think we should begin, uh, Sheila, with the shocking news of last night in which uh, U.S. President Donald Trump was actually indicted. This came as a surprise for me, even though the president said uh, more than a week ago, I believe, he expected to be indicted um, a week ago Monday. Uh, I thought that common sense had consumed uh, Alvin Bragg. He is the uh, uh, the New York DA that is pursuing this indictment. And, and so many things don't make sense, Sheila. Uh, the fact that what Trump is accused of is a misdemeanor that is beyond the um, state of uh, limitations, the statute of limitations, rather. And somehow the misdemeanor is going to be reclassified as a felony, and this is what is bringing the charges against Mr. Trump. Uh, Sheila, there is an outrage, and it's not just uh, Trump supporters saying this. You even have Democrats saying this is the wrong way to go. Uh, this Trump derangement syndrome is only going to make, I think, Donald Trump a folk hero, a martyr. Uh, they are so hellbent on having that photograph of Donald Trump in an orange prison jumpsuit with the handcuffs on and the mugshots. And I'll make a prediction, Sheila, if that happens, and I don't see it happening, but if that does happen, I bet you that within days you will see millions of Trump supporters wearing that image on T-shirts. Uh, this is going to engage the base. This is going to make people on the fence of being a, a, a Trump supporter become a Trump supporter. And I do reference history. If you recall, back when Bill Clinton was president, Sheila, when the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke, the longer that dragged on, guess what? The higher the president's approval rating uh, occurred. People thought it was mean-spirited. People thought this was a, a bullying case against uh, President Clinton. I see exactly the same thing happening to Donald Trump. And by the way, uh, here's a little detail kind of lost in the wash, I think. What was the crime? He signed a non-disclosure agreement with the porn star Stormy Daniels. And... Um, for that, he's being crucified because there's some connection to campaign financing. Well, Barack Obama was in a scandal when he used, I think it was 300000 of campaign financing for something else. I don't see him being hauled in front of a court. So, Sheila, what are your thoughts on this? This is going to make people like Ron DeSantis vote for Donald Trump. This is going to make oh, yeah. people like Nikki Haley vote for Donald Trump. What this is going to do is weaponize... Even people who don't like Donald Trump, 
but who cannot abide the Democrats weaponizing the justice system against their political enemies, which is what's happening here. This is the kind of stuff they do in China. This is the kind of yep. stuff that they do in Venezuela. This is the kind of stuff they do in Cuba and more. some of these um, corrupt places of the world. This is what they do. They find a reason to arrest their political enemies and then they just go do it. And the media cheers and the establishment cheers and democracy suffers. Yeah, I think if I'm understanding correctly, although it's very convoluted, the problem is that Donald Trump paid the NDA out of pocket. And <laughs> as opposed to taking it from campaign finance funds, because the benefit to the campaign was that this horrible um, X-rated, can we call them actresses, performers? Is it a performance? I don't even know. Mm. Um, but she, her silence was a credit to the campaign. So, I mean, uh, what in God's name are these people thinking? 30 counts and the indictment is under seal yeah. for a couple of days. So people don't even get to know what it is. And as uh, I forget who said it, but uh, it was probably Mark Levin that said um, the uh, a grand jury in New York would indict a ham sandwich. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> And that really is true. And I think it's because they didn't know how to back out of this. Like they started getting on this crazy train of, oh, we're going to go after Trump one more time. The only reason you're going after Trump now is because he's presumed to, well, he did announce. And so he's going to be the presumed nominee. Um, and so that's the only reason they're going after him. Um, yep. But I think they didn't know how to back out of it. I think they had no idea, like they started it, then, you know, People really didn't like what was happening, even Democrats, but they couldn't get out of this without yep. an indictment, I think. And that's why we're here. And, and Sheila, even though it'll be held in New York, here's the thing. This is what lawyers call. I'm looking for it because I think it's a, a technical term. Oh, yes. This is what's known as a shite case, okay? Because look who your star witnesses are going to be. It's Cohen, the disgraced lawyer, and the porn star, Stormy, Stormy Daniels, Daniels. Who, who, yeah, who, is, <laughs> who is actually has said there was no relationship. And if you look at some of her recent tweets, you it makes you wonder if she's all there. She says there are tentacle monsters haunting her house. Right? So good luck. If that's the best you've got to take the stand against Donald Trump, even in New York City, good luck. And, you know, there's a bizarre sidebar, be, you know, because Alvin Bragg is black and Jewish, people are saying, oh, if you're going after uh, Mr. Bragg, uh, you're a racist and you're um, an anti-Semite. Who is making these allegations? Who is bringing race and religion into this argument? It's just these far leftists who are consumed with Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, the same people who hate the state of Israel are accused, running around accusing everybody of anti-Semitism. People who say that the state of Israel has no right to exist are like, no, you're the anti-Semite. I'm like, no, I think you guys are closer to the Nazis on a lot of issues than I would ever be, by the 100%. way. Um, we should uh, talk about Biden. Somebody asked Biden about Trump. Yes. And in a moment of lucidity, um, <laughs> old man Biden actually kept his mouth shut. So let's watch this. Mr. President, do you think that the charges against Trump are politically motivated? No comment. No. 
Sheila, when it comes to sleepy Joe Biden, no comment is the best possible comment yeah. he can make on anything, including what's your favorite <laughs> flavor of ice cream? Okay, <laughs> because look at how startled and lost he is. <laughs> look, like he looks like he just broke out of the nursing home away from his nurses and they're just ready to call the police because an Alzheimer's patient has wandered away from the home. Like, look how like he's sort of off kilter and doesn't know what's happening. And it's like, uh, Joe, you're the president. Like you're the president, Joe. But you know what, Sheila? I wish I had the power to read someone's mind because maybe Biden doesn't agree uh, with this. There was several federal courts that said, no, there's 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 no there there. Um, and for the reasons I stated earlier, making Trump a folk hero, a martyr, uh, you name it. Um, and if he's plan and if he's going to be running for re-election, uh, this could mean really bad news. So maybe Biden doesn't think um, that Trump should be prosecuted. And also think of the precedent this is setting. Now, maybe when Biden is out of office, uh, suddenly uh, some court comes a calling regarding his behavior and maybe his son's behavior. Um, so I'm not so sure he's all in on this myself, Sheila. Giving Biden way too much credit. I don't think he has a clue really what's going on. Like you, you just saw the same video as me where he just like stumbles out of a building in front of the cameras and he's like, oh, no comment. It's no comment because he doesn't know what's going on. And by the time old man Biden is no longer in office, I mean, I think we, I, I honestly don't think he's long for this side of the dirt. So I don't know how going after him on just to punish him for what the Democrats have done. I, I just don't see the Republicans doing it. Mm. But Ron DeSantis, the fabulous governor of Florida, he did have a comment and he nailed it yet again, Sheila. He said this is the weaponization of the legal system to advance a political agenda. And when you do that, guess where, what category you fall into as a nation. You are suddenly a banana republic. This yeah. is what dictatorships do. Uh, this, this No, is, hang on. Hold on. This is what Justin Trudeau did to the yes. truckers. No, anyway, yeah, you're going. absolutely right. Uh, and sorry, I had a, a mic issue there. Um, no, Sheila, you're absolutely right. And this is why I think if you are a smart Democrat and forget about Democrat, Republican, independent, if you care about the United States of America, this great republic, the Constitution, then you are not supporting this. Even if you hate Trump, even if you despise the man, this is an attack uh, on, the on the U.S. political body by weaponizing the legal system, as Mr. DeSantis said. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think a lot of this, uh, we're going to learn more when the indictments are unsealed. Um, we're just going to see the depths to which the Democrats would stoop to uh, rig the next election in their favor. I probably just got us kicked off of YouTube by suggesting that, but that's <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> oops. <laughs> um, well, moving ahead, and and by the way, this is a uh, an ongoing story. We'll have much more to say about this next week as it uh, develops. But um, speaking of banana Republican actions, um, did I say banana Republican? I Yes, I guess I did. Banana Republic actions. Bill C-11. Um, Sheila, this is a disgrace. Uh, 
it's headed back to the Senate, I guess, again, for debate and royal assent. It's past third reading. Um, are the senators going to stand up for once? Well, they sort of did last year with the Emergencies Act. But or are they going to say, and this is what I presume they're going to say, well, it came to us already. We asked for amendments, which were ignored, of course. And the prime minister, he simply is hell bent on getting this through. So what? are we going to do? I think that's what they're going to say. Well, and what C-11 does is it forces broadcasters and, you know, that that doesn't mean just like the old terrestrial failing broadcasters or cable or satellite. It means YouTube, uh, Rumble, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, um, any of the streaming platforms, um, Basically, the government has the ability to tell them what they should serve up yes. to the eyeballs of their customers, as opposed to them deciding or you deciding as a viewer. What it will do is make it easier for the government to tell these platforms. Uh, you see Rebel News? They're not a QCJO <clears throat> news outlet, yeah. a qualified Canadian journalistic outlet, which is like the rubber stamp. Um from the government that says, yes, you're a journalist, which is, again, the kind of thing they do in Cuba and Venezuela, Russia, yeah. uh, China. Um, we don't do that in a free society and our charter actually prohibits that. But um, what, it, what it does is it gives the government the ability to say to YouTube, actually, you can't have them appearing in people's suggested um, uh, next videos or whatever, because you need to put the unwatchable CBC there first because yeah. they're a QCJO. Um, and um, what this does is it just gives the government the ability to hide their political enemies and largest critics. I mean, this is this bill is directed at us. We know what it is oh, yeah. because Reb Rebel News exists only on the Internet. People will say, like, why don't you guys try to get on cable or why don't you guys try to get on satellite? old-fashioned TV. There's a reason for that. We used to, we got onto the internet because we, then we could be free. There was a bureaucracy that couldn't touch us on the internet. Now, Justin Trudeau wants to grow that monster just to smother the freedom that people fled to away from terrestrial broadcasting. And, uh, it passed third reading last night. It's headed to the Senate and, uh, Polyev had some things to say about it, um, and so did uh, my favorite, Denise Batters. She had things to say about it. And, of course, that idiot stick, Mark Gerritsen, had stuff to say about it, too. Yeah, Mark Gerritsen, of course, that's the same Mark Gerritsen that earlier this week challenged independent MP uh, Mr. Wong to a fistfight outside Or the what? I don't know. Like, after I went back and watched it, and I was like, is Mark really that dumb to challenge him to a fistfight? Possibly. Likely. But I think maybe he wanted him to step outside so that he wasn't covered by parliamentary privilege so he could like sue him for saying things that are true, um, as liberals tend to do. But um, also Mark is dumb enough to fist fight a colleague or former colleague in that case. Um, we should go to this vid of. Um, do we have a vid um, of the. Um, of. Oh, yeah, we do. Gerritsen. Yeah. In the House talking about the opposition potentially uh, spreading misinformation about Bill C-11. <laughs> That's rich. <laughs> while he was actually spreading misinformation yeah. about C-11.
just a dumb guy. <laughs> dumb. My question for the member is we hear, and I know that he hears a lot of uh, rhetoric and a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation in particular around suggesting that uh, rights are going to be trampled upon with this legislation. Um, you know, I can't help but think, I can't help but think of my own childhood. You know, Mr. Speaker, when I grew up, I, I grew up watching TVO, TV Ontario, being exposed to shows like today's special and the polka dot door. I look at my kids now who are my youngest two who are four and six and they're watching all of this content uh, that's on YouTube, no idea where it's being generated from. So my question- Oh, yeah, hang on yeah. for a second, Mark. It's not my fault that you're letting your kids watch YouTube unsupervised uh, and letting them wander into the dark recesses of the internet. If you want them to watch the unwatchable pokeroo, be a parent and supervise what they're watching. Do not control what I get to see. Or she'll uh, direct them to the government-funded and approved media outlet, CBC, and have them watch, um, what is it, Faye and Fluffy? Or is that on another network? But transgender or drag queen story time uh, for children, maybe uh, that would be a better television babysitter uh, for Mark's kids. Like, why do these people think that people watch Netflix or Paramount or Amazon Prime, or YouTube, or Rumble. Like, why do they think people watch it? What? For me, a lot of times it's to get away from the insufferable CanCon shoved down your throat every time you turn on terrestrial TV. And yet they keep coming. Mark Delahunty keeps coming. And <laughs> David Suzuki keeps coming for you. You can't escape them. They're like zombies. Every time you turn around, there they are marching up to say something wrong and stupid yeah. and you can't even escape from them anymore to like YouTube rumble, whatever. Nope. People like Mark Gerritsen are going to make sure that you watch what he wants you to watch because I don't know, because he can't supervise his kids on the internet. Maybe yeah. be a dad and put your kid in front of something that you okay them to watch. Don't let YouTube be the babysitter. But apparently according to Mark, because he needs YouTube, YouTube to be his babysitter, I don't get to watch whatever I want. Yeah. And Sheila, I'm so happy that when you were listing off all those platforms, you did not mention Disney Plus. That shows you are an app pupil. I canceled it. With, yes, because <laughs> Christian Freeland, our Minister of Finance, that's her solution to balancing Jeez. your budget at home. As uh, as <laughs> if that lady canceled her <laughs> subscription. Her kids would eat her alive if she got rid of the Mandalorian. I know it. Oh, there's no way she can. Uh, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> no. if anyone out there can get access to Christian Freeland's cable No, don't bill, be a weirdo. It, don't. <laughs> You'll have people going through a garbage like. Are there any whistleblowers at Rogers or Bell Media? No, what am I saying? They're they're uh, they're knee deep in government funding too, so they're not gonna rock that boat. Um, should we should we keep going on this topic or should we move ahead? Uh, I think so. And by the way, because uh, I, th I think we have another video. Yeah. Um, and it's in regard to the Online News Act. Uh, this is C eighteen, I believe. Um, yeah. And by the way, before we throw to it, folks, if you want the most adroit analysis of C11, please go to Ezra Levent's uh, New Year's Eve broadcast. Uh, he made it while he was overseas, but it was so important. And it perfectly frames the kind of censorious direction this nation is going 
too. Uh, so if you you know somehow search up Ezra Levant, December 31st, 2022, uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. So why don't we throw this clip uh, because it only gets worse, folks. Spoke about earlier that employs a business model of putting their content behind a paywall and charging a subscription fee. Yet this government, the Trudeau government, has, embroiled, has been embroiled in years-long legal battle with black locks because government departments, departments and offices keep sharing their content without paying the subscription. Wow. That's why they've been before the courts for years. Think about it. This government is out there telling you that we must support free and open journalism and that these journalists must be fairly compensated for their work. Noble. All the while, they're openly circumventing Blacklock's paywall and outright infringing on their copyright. That is actually stealing. Spoke about earlier. Yeah. Isn't that I, something, I Sheila? I should tell everybody what's happening here. So, um, and the, the journalists, by the way, in the parliamentary press gallery, they enforce this attack on Blacklock's yep. through their garbage. So Blacklock's one of the best independent journalists in this country. It is um, an exciting day for me if I can beat Blacklock's to a story um, because they write up the order paper questions and they do access to information. And I admire the work that they do. And they, I think trying to compete with Blacklock's, which is almost impossible, I think it sharpens my skills. But they have a subscription service because that's how they pay the bills. Yep. And they are... It, it, it's kind of pricey, but I don't care. It's worth every penny because I read through those access to information documents too. Your time is worth something. Filing fees are worth something. You have journalists to pay and lights to keep on. Um, and right now the government through C18, what they're trying to say is, really what they're trying to do is create a second tier of journalist bailout not from the government, because we've already done that, but from the social media companies. So if you, as a user, share a CBC article to Facebook, what the government wants Facebook to do is now pay CBC for you sharing that article, um, which is insane because CBC, but Facebook is one of the largest, if not the largest driver of traffic back to a website. You should actually be paying Facebook for the for the pleasure of um, like the news companies should be if you think about it, because they're the drivers of traffic back to your website. I shouldn't give these people ideas, by the way. Um, but anyway, and this the legislation is so bad. I find myself cheering for Facebook and cheering for the wow. social media platforms because um, the government is extorting them. And what's going to happen is these companies are going to say, if I have to pay CBC, Global News, uh, CTV every time a Canadian just shares their content, well, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to block Canadian news. You won't be able to share it. And that, that meters access to uh, Canadian news sites, which I mean... They've got it coming, but I mean, they'll catch us in it. But here's the thing. While the government is extorting social media companies, whom normally I cheer for the demise of, uh, they are not paying for the subscription for Blacklock. So what these people do in the government is they want to know what Blacklocks is saying about them because Blacklocks does incredible accountability journalism, but they don't want to pay for the enterprise subscription to Blacklocks that we at Rebel News pay for. 
what they th- do. That's with- outrageous. That that is theft. Pure and that simple. That is theft. And Sheila, so they password share. They password share. Yeah. They buy one measly $300 per subscription for the year instead of the um, enterprise one that so you can have multiple people in the same account and then they password share and they steal from Blacklocks. It's disgusting. Meanwhile, they're saying that journalists have to be fairly compensated. And, Sit at home, you thieves. And Sheila, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it just a few weeks ago that the editor of Blacklocks, that would be Tom Korsky, the weasels yep. at the parliamentary press Yo, gallery had him guys. frog marched out the building by armed security. Um, so as much as this content is um, much sought after by those thieves in the government that is ripping off Blacklocks, at the same time, uh, Tom Korsky is being vilified and demonized. And I can't even remember the reasons. that They were outrageous reasons. Oh, like uh, the, He was working. <laughs> He, he was, was working. working. That was he was working. That was the problem. I forget. Uh, like it might be on Blacklock's website. Don't worry. If we show you the visit, we pay for the big expensive subscription because we don't steal from people over here at Rebel News. Yeah. Um, but one of the complaints from these cry bullies in the parliamentary press gallery was that Tom was working too loud. <laughs> Tom was watching. And not even working too loud. What Tom was doing was his job. He was watching, um, I think, Senate or at least committee hearings anyway. And they were complaining that um, the committee hearings, House of Commons business that they are all there to cover, was distracting them from, I guess, ignoring liberal scandals. I don't know what they do down there. We're not allowed to join the parliamentary press gallery because like, they'll have a witch trial for us and dunk us in the river. But... Um, yeah, so they had they said that he was disruptive because he was working um, and the working was a little bit too loud for them. So they had him kicked out. They evicted them from the PPG offices. Unbelievable. And I remember my encounter with those thugs at the parliamentary press gallery, Sheila. I believe it was the um, when Justin Trudeau uh, called the 2019 election and I was there. Uh, to see the address. And this was outdoors at Rideau Hall. And um, I had these two goons from the parliamentary press gallery come up to me and say, you can't be here. And this is outside, Sheila, not in a building. You can't be here outside. You have to walk several hundred meters away where the uh, public is. And if you don't, we're going to have you forcibly removed by armed RCMP officers. Yeah. Yeah. There's your press gallery. There's your freedom of the press champions. Oh, those cry bullies. Somebody sends them a, ne- a mean tweet and they end up on a panel talking about the treatment of journalists in Canada. And our people are punched out, uh, you know, shoved around, yep. banned, censored, arrested, and not a peep, not a peep from these people. Is, um, is she still around? Who? Uh, you know, the mean tweet girl, Rachel. Oh, Rachel Gilmore. No, she got fired from Global News. <laughs> and I'm not laughing about that, of course. You know, uh, I am. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, couldn't you Couldn't happen to a nicer heart. girl. <laughs> couldn't happen to a nicer girl. She had it coming. I don't know how they put up with her for so long. I guess uh, showing off your 11th booster uh, Band-Aid oh, and talking about how you should ban your friends from family dinners on TikTok because of their COVID opinions. I guess that didn't garner a lot of 
respect or, um, I don't know, uh, I guess it wasn't uh, financially viable mm. for uh, global. And then I think like they oh, laid her true. off. They laid her off, which is probably a little bit too fair. She probably should have been fired and sent packing. But they laid her off, or so she says on Twitter. And then, um, you know, where is she going to buy that uh, black liquid eyeliner for the <laughs> obnoxious cat eye makeup? But anyways, well, I'm not one to talk. I have a black eye today. But anyways, they laid her off. And then like days later, I think they posted for her job again. <laughs> so it wasn't like she oh, was. She, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. that. Interesting. Good. Well, you know, um, good, by good, the good. way, on the subject of black eyes, Sheila, I know our prime minister, What when he has to deal with a black guy, he just makes the rest of himself black. So it just blends in with his black face. There you go. Maybe. I, <laughs> you know what, Sheila, we're overdue for an ad break and we have a yeah. hard ending uh, for two, uh, two o'clock Eastern Standard Did Time we? because, okay. yes, the big boss man has a very important interview and he needs okay. a studio. So why don't we throw to this ad and we'll see you folks back on the other side. Yes, Blackburn. Roxham? Yes. Roxham Road? Yes. Well, mine's Lab 3 or Roxham. You came to, to Mexico and did you ask for asylum? Yeah, yeah. Un amigo de nosotros estaba aquí en Nueva York, se fue para allá y ya le dieron el permiso para country. I'm here with a purpose. There is a process to determine whether someone is a refugee. There are steps to go through. Those who are seeking to go somewhere else, not we're pushing or forcing, if they're seeking to go somewhere else, we are helping in the reticketing process. There's so many homeless here, and they're bringing people from other countries where there's people here struggling with mental illness. The issue starts at our southern border, where the U.S. has declined to enforce uh, proper immigration. And you allow them to live in a hotel, but yet the major crisis of homelessness it's very, very big. So I'm in Roxham Road and I'm waiting actually for Lincoln G to arrive. He just uh, arrived in Plattsburgh and he took a cab. Just like that, I'm in the back of a taxi cab waiting to go to Roxham Road. Why wouldn't you ask that? You're running across the border. You have to go to police or look You know, Sheila, you would think with the the way the mainstream media is subsidized, like more than six hundred million uh, for the media outlet outlets aside from CBC, which gets I think it's around one point five billion and twas ever thus. You'd think with all those resources, they do something like Alexa and Lincoln J are doing 
Um, but I guess they can't be bothered and also probably goes against their narrative, the idea of, you know, keeping illegal aliens out of the country. Uh, but that, that's my thoughts. Yeah, Roxham Road is not all that far from Montreal, and I'm reliably informed that it is a seething snake pit of journalisms there, or journalists there, and uh, yet none of them can take the, I think it's like a 45-minute drive to Roxham Road to just see, like, what's up? That's like a, a reasonable commute in the Toronto area. Um, speaking of CBC being a bunch of liars, um, let's just quickly touch on this article um, that they wrote about Danielle Smith, our premier of the other oh, day. Yes. So we'll just touch on it really briefly. Um, I don't know where the leak of the phone call came from. I'm suspicious. Um, but CBC publishes an article, which the premier has called defamatory, against Danielle Smith. So what happened was she had a conversation with Calgary pastor Art Polowski. We all know Art. You can learn all about him. Um, uh on Rebel News, he's in our new documentary. He was the very first pastor ticketed uh, during COVID. He was feeding the homeless in downtown Calgary, something the government called an illegal public gathering. He really became internationally famous when he was shouting out Nazis get out to the health authorities who were trying to barge into his church as church was ongoing. Um, but CBC, so all that is to say, Daniel Smith takes a phone call from Art. Now, she didn't say about intervening in his court case whatsoever. She never said that. You can listen or you can read the transcript of CBC's. What she said was basically that, you know, she she took a phone call from a concerned resident who was going through something, which is her job as a premier. But it's shocking or not all that shocking, actually. It's unsurprising that CBC and the NDP, by the way, are very, very shocked that the premier would take a phone call from a concerned citizen. And they think that this amounts to her meddling in the justice system. She actually never indicated in any way, shape or form that she would intervene with prosecutors or anything like that. Uh, she just took a phone call from him, um, which is uh, exactly what a premier and a politician is supposed to do. It's what Justin Trudeau should have done during the Freedom Convoy is listen to the people. She did it, and uh, CBC is shocked and losing their minds. I don't understand that. And by the way, was there a recording of the call that CBC got yes. to listen to? And yes. um, how? what's the deal there, Sheila? I don't know. I don't know how they got it. I don't know. I also know that all of the Premier Smith's phone calls are monitored. The reason I know that is because during the Public Order Emergency Commission, all the communications the politicians had with each other, there were readouts of the phone calls. I'm still going through those readouts to mm. discover the liberals are lying about this. The liberals remain lying about this. Um, so there are readouts of the calls. All their phone calls are monitored. So I don't know if the readout was leaked or if a recording was leaked or who leaked it. I don't think it matters, quite frankly. Um, you should just always assume that you're being recorded and that, that you're conversations if you're a politician your conversations with the public are going to be made public always well, assume that right to, to me she didn't like, do anything wrong yeah no and you're right i i think it would only matter if cbc tapped into a conversation with two individuals i mean in canada we have single party consent when it comes to a tape phone call so by that of course i mean if i were to phone sheila gunn reed and i was to tape her without telling her or vice versa that's perfectly legal 
Um, but where it gets illegal, if a third party taps into a call, uh, that's where you're in trouble. So I only raise that because I don't think that's beyond the CBC, quite frankly, Sheila. Right. And like the premier said, she is in communication with justice officials. Okay, great. I'm happy that she's a premier with her finger on the pulse of the things that are going on in the government. I don't want the government to be doing things that she doesn't know about. But also there was an official examination of her communications with the Justice Department staff because she we don't want a Jody Wilson-Raybould situation here yeah. where the premier, much like Justin Trudeau, is leaning on the justice minister to start cutting deals. Um, you have to maintain the independence of the prosecutorial service. And um, Alberta Justice and Public Services and the premier's office According to um, a nonpartisan review by the Public Service Commission, found no contact records between the Premier's office and Crown prosecutors directly. So, of course, she's the Premier. She'll communicate with justice officials, but she didn't ever reach out to the Crown prosecutors on any of these COVID cases, which is exactly how it's supposed to be. So CBC thinks they have a scandal, um, but they really don't. They just have a Premier who's listening to the people, which is... I know unusual in this country, um, and particularly Alberta, in the last little bit. But um, I don't know. It just makes me like her more. Wow. Boy, the mainstream media, Sheila, they are just so hell-bent on getting uh, Rachel the Destroyer Notley reinstated <laughs> in Alberta. And that, that election is coming up in May, if I'm correct, right? Not that far yes. away. Yeah, okay. and here's, what I, here's, what, here's my prediction for that, because people are always like, Sheila, what do you predict? Okay, so... Uh, UCP are going to win um, because you only need all of rural Alberta and most of Calgary to win. Fine. Edmonton is a write-off. As I always say, build a wall around it, District 9, drop in loads of cat food for the people behind the wall, um, But uh, which is a joke. Don't write me letters. Um, but so I, the UCP are going to win. It might, it might not be a blowout, but they are going to win. Notley will probably have to resign as leader, um, uh, and although the bench, the talent pool isn't deep, we'll probably end up with Shannon Phillips or that other one. I forget her name and I don't want to describe her because then you'll know exactly who I'm talking about and then I'll get letters about that too. <laughs> um, Sarah Hoffman. Now you guys know how I was going to describe her. Is that um, an upgrade, so, by the way, or the other no, way? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're all just equally terrible. They're like the three amigos of awful feminism. Um, and so Notley will probably move to the federal. She'll probably replace Jagmeet Singh because she's the most, um, the probably the most, and I hate to say it because the bar is really low, most pragmatic and probably most successful NDP leader that the country has seen in a while with the exclusion of whatever's happening in BC, they're an anomaly. And so I think she'll go and try to clean up the ship at the NDP federally. Maybe they'll even start fundraising over there again. Who even knows? But as a conservative, that brings me a lot of joy because a strong NDP splits the progressive vote and puts the conservatives in power. A hundred percent. But you said when she replaces Jagmeet Singh, didn't Jagmeet Singh uh, say several weeks ago, Sheila, and it was the funniest soundbite of 2023, although the year is young, when he prefaced uh, a comment in the House of Commons by saying, when I'm prime minister, and it was like 
a laugh track around him. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, he's not going to be the leader for it's much longer. Happen, I, bet you, <laughs> I bet you won't even be the leader by the end of the summer. Like, I just. No, yeah. you're right. Um, you know, uh, but and I, I thought I'd never say this. I think Rachel Notley replacing Jugmeet Singh is an upgrade. I'm cheering for it. I'm yeah. cheering for it. I cannot wait. Till she replaces Jagmeet saying, this is me. I wrote two books about Rachel Notley, okay? I am cheering for her to replace Jagmeet Singh because it will be the best thing that ever happened to the Conservatives. It'll split the progressive vote. There will be a reasonable alternative to the Liberals that is different than the Liberals. Right now, the NDP are just the socialist wing of the Liberals. Yep. She will be different than the Liberals and it will... It'll be like the Mulcair days that and, delivered Stephen Harper to majority. And by the way, uh, Sheila, uh, thanks to super producer Efren, I think he sourced that Jugmeet uh, Singh let's quote. See it. Let's, let's play that see in case it. anyone thinks I'm making this up. And this let's is a soundbite that's never going to get old, folks. <laughs> when I'm prime minister, I will keep my promises. <laughs> now... Oh, come on, Mr. Speaker. How, how can you say order when <laughs> Jungmeet Singh says something so ridiculous that makes science fiction look like the front page of the newspaper? How can Jeez. you call on order? Did you hear that laughter? <laughs> The house was in roast mode. Imagine having 300 and some odd people make fun of you right to your face like that. <laughs> and the eyes. Did you see that look on his face? It's like he just smoked an exploding cigar. <laughs> what happened? Right? <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh By the God. way, Sheila, before we get to the next topic, uh, do we have any super chat so far? Oh, I have no idea. Do we have a show sponsor today, too, that we're supposed to show? We have guys? four, evidently, I understand. Oh, yes, we do. We have four. Okay, so we've got uh, Fraser McBurney, fight the fines recidivist from Hamilton. <laughs> Loves his caps locks. Uh, he, a regular viewer, we love Fraser. Uh, Fraser McBurney writes, five bucks. History is repeating itself as at the start of World War II. The U.S. did not join until Pearl Harbor. Now the dice has been tossed and hell will be paid. We've got another one. Oh, sorry, oh and by the ahead. way, if I may weigh in, um, Sheila, since the departure of Donald Trump, have you noticed how more dangerous the world has become? You see China right now, they're having, in their, you know, having meetings with uh, Putin. They're yeah. having meetings in Iran. Uh, North Korea, I'm sure, is always gung-ho to get on that uh, scary train. So this is a very concerning, um, uh, well, let's call it for what it is, an axis of evil, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and we better wake up to this. But under sleepy Joe Biden, I think critical race training and um, transgenderism amongst the, for the armed forces, that's more important than actually, I don't know, uh, investing in the armed forces. You know, say what you will about Donald Trump, um, and people do, but peace broke out in the Middle East <laughs> while he was in charge. Yes. The Abraham, Abraham Accords, Accords yeah. were happening. I mean, people accuse him of being an anti-Semite, and I'm like, how is that even possible? They named a neighborhood in the Golan Heights after him. Jeez. 
Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like his daughter, grandkid, son-in-law, Orthodox Jewish. I mean, if he's an anti-Semite, he's not doing it right. I think he's not very good at it. Um, but yeah, like the world, we also, let, let us not forget the spy balloon, like the Chinese oh, yes. spy balloon that just like cruised down North America, hung a Larry at Bellingham, and then just headed out to sea before they did anything about it. Unbelievable. I mean, NORAD has one job to do, aside from announcing Santa, Santa Claus's arrival <laughs> on Christmas Eve. You know, maybe they're more concerned about that, you know, given that, you know, the, the Cold War is uh, so many decades defunct. And somehow they miss these giant school bus sized balloons floating over the, the border. Unbelievable. I would actually download that app if it was like instead of Santa tracker, it was like spy balloon tracker. I definitely would. Whatever you're doing for Santa, can you just do it for the balloons? Put Indeed. funny faces on the balloons. I would download that in a second. I would pay to download that. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, Justin loves hockey. X gives us five bucks. I agree with you guys. Keep up the good work. Rebel love rebel news. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I used to love hockey, Sheila, but it is so woke now and there's all this insistence on wearing pride jerseys. And if you do, you're the Antichrist, you're a demon that, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest, this season, I haven't seen one period of one Toronto Maple Leafs game. I used to bleed uh, Toronto Maple Leafs blue and now I really don't care anymore. Yeah, they lost me like the last player strike whenever that was. I was like, I don't care about millionaires fighting billionaires and the guys who struggle to pay for their season tickets, they're getting screwed here. Yeah. I just, just didn't care anymore. I was like, forget it. I don't care. Um, let's keep going. Ableist gives ableist SL gives us five bucks. Nobody should vote for Pierre Polyev because he openly defended Islam. I'm not reading um, your version of um, liberal. I'm promoted liberal conspiracy theories about racism and cucked out for Ukraine. All this indicates he's a globalist conspirator. Uh, look, I, I, I don't think there's a place for us to be fighting foreign wars. Um, I also don't know if he defended Islam, but I know that he defended the rights of people to believe whatever they want to believe, which uh, that's all I ever wanted. Um, maybe you think he's a globalist conspirator. Maybe you don't, but there are other people that you can vote for. Well, Sheila, nobody's perfect. But it comes down to this, I think. Do you want regime change in Ottawa whenever the next federal election is going to be? Or do you want another four years of blackface? That's what it boils down to, plain and simple. Yep. Also, if you just heard my phone ringing, I'm sorry. I forgot to turn my ringer off. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Ezra, though. Sometimes Ezra calls me when I'm on air. Um, so we've got Justin Loves Hockey X because it's 10 bucks. You guys are the best. Awesome job. Wow, well, thanks. Oh, that's so and, good. Um, We've got another one from Leard Kintyre, who regularly donates to speak his mind. So we'll read it. Um, as a trans person, all I want is basic respect. Okay. Well, um, I don't, I don't actually care if people respect me. Like I, I don't care. I just want to be left alone. Why do I have to affirm anybody's lifestyle? Yeah. I don't need you to affirm mine. Like that's the thing. Um, I, I don't even need anybody to accept how I live my life. I just want to be left alone and you live yours. Anyways, David calling me a fake woman and those Halloween references are hateful and hurtful. Um, um, oh, I stand by what I said, Sheila. You Listen, if you're a male, a biological male pretending to be a female, and if you're a woman pretending to be a man, um, hey, all the power to you. We, we support freedom. 
But the idea that you suddenly become a real woman or a real man, as the case may be, no, it's not the case. And one need look no further. By the way, in your neck of the woods, Sheila, did you see that story of a male power lifter in Lethbridge yeah. setting the female a weightlifting record? And then you had another male who was totally against this farce. He walked over. He says, for this lift, I um, identify as a female. And he then broke the record. Uh, yeah. and, and of course, the, um, uh, the, the fake female was, uh, was crying about how this is misgendering and how this didn't is making he do a it with the, Didn't he do it with the transgender power lifter in the front row? Like I, this guy was pretty bold. I, I want to talk to him. I think he sunk into the background and <sighs> uh, and, and that record so. he set in the female category it was almost by 100 pounds. So this is an yeah. absolute farce. This is a disgrace. And power, the powerlifting association should not allow this to happen. So there's my proof in the pudding that even when you become a so-called female, uh, if you're a biological male, there are certain biological tendencies that stick around, like, you know, more testosterone, uh, greater cardiovascular uh, capability, et cetera. And the proof is in the pudding when you look at males like uh, this one and uh, Liar Thomas uh, competing with the female swimmers in the NCAA. So please, can we, you know, go ahead, pretend it's Halloween 365 days a year, but don't have the audacity to say that you're a real woman. I'm sorry. And there is Ari, I, I think it what was, um, the name was on the top of my tongue. That's the gentleman that pretended Fearless to be a female for one lift to make a mockery out of that fake trans woman uh, breaking the record. He's my new hero, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Well, and, you know, I know you directed your comment at David Liard, but uh, let me answer because I'm actually a real woman. I've had three kids. I'm raising two daughters. Uh, my daughter is an elite athlete who could have opportunities stolen from her by fake women. And so while I don't find it hurtful, and I don't find things generally offensive because I, um, when you find things offensive, I feel like you are letting other people control your emotions for you, get a handle on yourself. Um, but it is hateful to women when you steal opportunities from them. Exactly. And you break, and you break down their existence yeah. to a costume you put on. My 100%. existence, is not a costume that you can put on. I, I, it is my, the sum of my being cannot be disconnected from my womanhood. So, I mean, we can have an argument about who's more hateful, but when people are running around making a mockery of what it means to be a woman and stealing opportunity from our hardworking girls, yep. I would suggest that that is misogyny. 100%. It's not inclusion, diversity, and equity. What you just said, it's misogyny, a hatred towards real women. Sheila, we have to break for a very important ad. Yes. So let's roll we, it. And then we got to talk about something else. <laughs> Canadians know the national anthem. They stand in silence to remember those who died for this country. But not every Canadian knows their rights and freedoms. The Freedom Passport will change that. It looks and feels like a Canadian passport but contains the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms in a portable, easy to read format. The Freedom Passport, order one for yourself and for all the freedom lovers that you love at freedompassport.ca. 
And Sheila, I have one. You know what else I love about the Freedom Passport? It's on the back. Printed in Canada, not China, Canada. Wow, that's what I like. Nice. We have like exactly little... three minutes before the big boss man kicks me out of here. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, we spent more uh, time on the last troll than we should have. Um, we, uh, we should talk about the trans day of visibility really yeah. quick. Because uh, talk about tone deaf, talk about insulting to the families of the dead, talk about insulting to the police officers and their bravery yep. um, in the face of uh, just, I mean, they, they ran into gunfire, unlike those Uvalde cowards, um, to say that, you know, that to like, I just can't believe that it, in light of what has happened these past few days that this is where President Biden falls down on this. Yeah. I just, you know what? You didn't have to say a damn thing. How's that? You know, but and, no. You know, and, and Sheila, what's driving this um, Trans Visibility Day or the Trans Day of Vengeance? And how dare they use that term given what happened on Monday? It's all about those states that are outlawing uh, so-called gender-affirming surgery uh, for, for minors. 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 That's not gender-affirming surgery. That's mutilation. You know, Sheila, let's take the whole gender identity out of the picture. If you had a, you know, a 13 or 14-year-old daughter and she said, you know, um, I feel flat chest and mom, I want breast implants. Would you consent to that? Because uh, no, the answer is no, because you're still going through puberty. And yeah. the idea that someone who's a minor is saying, well, you know what? I'm a I'm a woman trapped in a boy's body. Well, you know what? Let's give it a few more years because the European example shows that so many minors that got this kind of uh, trans surgery regret it. They suffer from buyer's remorse after the fact. And it is despicable that we would even consent to having minors go under the knife for this butchery. This is the modern day satanic panic. Yeah. Um, we're gonna look back upon these times with horror for what we did to the young people and the uh, social contagion and hysteria that we addressed with surgical interventions yep. that we cannot roll back the hands of time on. Once we do these things to young people, they can, can never be undone. We cannot give them back what we have taken from them as a society. Um, and, you know, I, I, I remember the tail end. I was young enough, old enough to remember the tail end of the satanic panic. And it people like, and don't get me wrong. I'm like, yep, that's a demon. Yep, that's a demon. Like I, I, I believe in biblical evil existing in the world for sure. Um, but the idea that children were being flushed down the toilets and coming out the other side and being sex trafficked and all of this stuff. Um, and people were convicted. People went to jail on these outlandish accusations. And it was fed through, you know, the um, we didn't even have social media back then. We didn't even have a 24-hour news cycle. It was just through news networks yep. and Phil Donahue and Oprah Winfrey and Sally Jesse Raphael. And that was enough to ruin the lives of so many people. 100%. Now, now put social media on top of that. 24-hour um, news cycle, teachers, teachers' unions, doctors. This is really bad. And um, the catastrophic effect on an entire generation of young people we are not going to know the full extent of it for many, many years. 100%. Sheila, I'm so sorry. We're at a hard yep, break. We've got to uh, surrender the studio to the boss. Uh, so 
Thanks to uh, Efren and Olivia, our super producers behind. The we've got window. one more chat. Olivia says we've got time oh. for one more chat. We should address it because otherwise we won't get around to it until, or I think maybe, yeah, we won't get around to it until uh, Monday. So I'll okay. do it right now. So Court Mocker uh, sends us a chat on, um, it's on Deborah Rosenquist. I don't know what this unnamed student alleged during contentious what is it? New York teacher at center of pronoun lawsuit called class little sexist children, according to ex children. So now not only can your babies be trans or as they say, babies, but little children can be sexist, according to these absolute lunatics. Yeah. And of course, there's no greater crime than misgendering someone. I think <laughs> yesterday at a Pokemon international contest, there was a teenage boy he was asked his name and then he was asked his preferred pronouns and he giggled like he thought it was obvious that he yeah, was me a boy. Too. He got I frog would. marched out the tournament uh, just for giggling about the question. Unbelievable. What a madhouse we're in. Sheila, uh, I hope you and our viewers uh, have a wonderful weekend. Uh, we'll be back here on Monday, of course. As always, folks, in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane. So here's the situation. More and more Canadians are getting vaccinated. But like we know, cases in far too many places are far too high. We can't ease public health restrictions until cases are way down. Well, I think there's been a, we're like a boiling frog for a while. I think our freedoms have just been slowly stripped from us and, and, and so slowly over time that we didn't even realize it. And so when something like a health order is put in place that takes away your freedoms, it's not shocking to people. And it really should be shocking to people that there is a pastor in jail right now. for the Lord Jesus Christ as we've yes. experienced the cost of serving him. He is worthy, he is worthy, he is worthy. Uh, Mr. Stevens? Yes. Right now, we're just doing our job, okay? <laughs> This officer can repent today and turn to Jesus Christ. That's good news.